This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. When I'm with you, feel the pressure. 
No mai haramai, no mai hoki mai kahu kura rainbow whanau. You're tuned into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, accessmedia.nz app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio and many more. You've got Lady H on your mic for your funky fry, yay. You're tuned into the station and the show that celebrates us, the Glitfab Rainbow Whanau. That's gay, lesbian, intersex, transgender, takatāpui, queer, questioning, whakawhine, kaivine, asexual, androgynous, bi, and all the fabulousness in between, of course, and outside of those scopes, because sometimes fluidity is where it's at. Yay, yay, and yay. Ah, I love being back on board Fano, and I hope that you have had a great week. We're kick-starting the weekend with some queer comedy around the world and voices of pride. We, of course, have our beats peppered through there. We're wrapping up with what's hot and happening for your coming weekend in Aotearoa. So, uh, Authentic Voices of Pride, LGBTQ Nation, that's compliments of them, Parenting LGBTQ Children, that's featuring a busy Phillips. Around the World looks at what is newsworthy around uh, the Isle in relation to us, the Glitfab Rainbow Farno, and Queer Comedy. This is compliments of Queer LOL, Oscar Aiden, sharing their uh, queer comedy, the comedic states of Corridor. And of course those beats, yes. So that is our show. Let's get into the goodness. Your next comedian coming to the stage, he's a writer for Netflix. Please welcome Gus Constantellas. What's up? How's it going? Did they really put the straightest looking guy at the gay show right in the front? (laughs) Is this what's going on? Is this your girlfriend? How long have you been together? Five years? No, 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 no. Zero. You're gay. This is a gay show! Get it together! All right, calm calm down Lady Gaga concert over there. I can't. I am gay. When I came out to my dad, he just said, yeah, no shit. In fact, my dad, Greek immigrant, who was so chill about it, my dad actually planned a trip for me and him to go to the Bahamas when I was 16 just so I can come out of the closet to him. (laughs) Okay, we get it. It's pride. Okay. It was so sweet. I did not see the signs while I was there, though. My dad was trying so hard. The first night, we got to the pool. He starts crying, and he goes, I had a very rough childhood growing up in Greece. What about you? And then we got to the hotel room. He started playing Golden Girls. He was like, this is a very good show. Eh?" (laughs) The second night, we wanted to go clubbing. He wanted to go clubbing. I asked the concierge for a club to go to, and the concierge sent me and my dad to a gay bar because he thought my dad was my sugar daddy. (laughs) So it was a weird fucking night. We walked in. Vogue by Madonna was on. My dad loved it. He was like, Greta Garbo and Monroe Dietrich and Damasio. I didn't come out to him till four years after that trip. But the whole time I was in the Bahamas, I was like, is my dad gay? (laughs) Checks the fuck out. (laughs) Checks out. (laughs) 
my mom was very different about the gay thing because she's a hater, okay? Um, she was very different. My mom, here's the thing though, my mom doesn't speak any English. You guys have to, under, she's been in America for 38 years and doesn't speak any English. Learn a phrase, bitch, what? 38 years? The only things my mom knows how to say in English are hello, how are you, and fuck you. That's it. We got rear-ended once. We got hit. This car hit us from behind. My mom was pissed. She gets out of the car, starts yelling at this dude. She was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Hello. Fuck you. How are you? like what my mom is an immigrant still on her green card here for 38 years and she'll be like which literally translates to these damn mexicans they come to this country and they steal a lot of jobs i'm like mom you can't even say that in english <laughs> what but growing up with a non-English speaking immigrant parent, that shit's hard. That's just, it's hard, because you have to help them with everything. Making clothing returns with my mom was miserable growing up. Because this is what it's like making a clothing return with an immigrant parent, right? You get to the register of Macy's, and my mom is just like, <laughs> and I'm just like, she just wants to return this dress. <laughs> I think a button is missing. And I'm like, yeah, store credit would be great. And meanwhile, I'm like, I am six years old. And I see millennials complain because they're like, eh, I'm 26 now and I have to make my own doctor's appointments. What am I gonna do? I'm so stressed. <laughs> Try being five years old making doctor's appointments for your mother, okay? <laughs> I, was, I was literally on the way to kindergarten like, yeah, hello, I'd like to schedule a pap smear. What? <laughs> it's nuts. See a lot of immigrant kids are here, I like that. I am, uh, any Greeks? Okay, that's close, because there's no other fucking Greeks here in this dirty basement, so. It's like, we invented democracy, and we're like, peace the fuck out. I'm not invented comedy. My full name isn't even Gus Con My full name is Costadinos Iwanis Costadelis. Can, I know, I know. Can you imagine what it was like growing up with a name like that? First day of class, elementary school, kindergarten, my teacher was taking attendance, and it just went like this. Fuck. And I was like, that's me. And then people ask me, like, what does your name mean in your language? And I'm like, I don't know, what does Jennifer mean in yours? <laughs> Is, uh, I'm from New York originally. Any native New Yorkers here? Oh, a lot. Oh, a whole lot. That's so rare. Where are you from? Queens, where are you from? Uh, no, that does not count. We're not doing that here, okay? Anyone from Staten Island can fucking go too, okay? <laughs> Long Island shit. Okay, no, I'm not doing that. I'm from Brooklyn. I grew up in Bay Ridge. Yeah. Oh, Bay Ridge is here. Bay Ridge is so far. Bay Ridge is the last stop on the R train. And let me tell you, if you've never taken the R train, you've lived a good life, okay? 
It comes every 16 minutes on the regular. I don't know if you know that. It's normal time is 16 minutes. One time I got downstairs, the R train was an hour and 32 minutes away. I was like, I could fly to Miami faster. And if the R is not running, if the R is not, there's no signs, no one tells you. If the L train isn't running into Williamsburg, there's a fucking Amber Alert. If the R is not, there's no signs. I was waiting for the R train for 40 minutes one time. This homeless guy started taking a shit next to me. And he was just like, it's not running! I was like, Thank you so much. At least someone's doing their job down here. You take any other train, take the four, five, six at rush hour. It's just get in, get out. We got to go. You take that R train at rush hour and it's just. I hate that train. I hate it. And New Yorkers, we have such a bad reputation for being like the rudest people in the world, which we're not. New Yorkers are the nicest, rudest people in the world. Because you know how many times I'm walking in New York City, someone taps me on the shoulder, and they're like, Your bag's open, you fucking idiot. That's helpful, okay? Sign of love, I know. You know how many times I'm like riding a bike down, like e-bike down the bike lane, I'm like, I saved a life, okay? I'm an essential worker. I can't, no, New Yorkers, I'm short, I'm a tiny little man. I'm only five foot two, I'm very small. I'm Lady Gaga's height, okay? Okay, we get it, we get it, bottoms, okay. I'm Lady Gaga's height, I'm, very, I'm so small, I'm five foot two, I can't even go to standing room concerts. I went to go see Florence and the Machine, I didn't see Florence, I didn't see the Machine. I didn't see anything. And the thing is, I'm so short that in group photos, people are always like, all right, short people to the front. I get to the front and immediately, this is what I do. <laughs> For what? <laughs> but New Yorkers are, we're nice. So one time I was on the subway, right? The doors opened, it was my stop. I had to get off. Everyone was so tall, they couldn't see me like struggling to get through them. And then all of a sudden, this one very tall woman saw me struggling, and she was just like, you gotta let the little short dude through. <laughs> He's fucking tiny, okay? <laughs> He's somewhere between 16 and 30, I can't tell. <laughs> His hairline's receding. We got an unaccompanied minor with a receding hairline on the R train. I got off the train, I was like, thank you. She was like, you got a little man. <laughs> It was so helpful. <laughs> and it's because New Yorkers were just very efficient people, right? Like if you've been in New York, right, we're very efficient. Like if you've been in New York after it rains like today, there's just gonna be broken umbrellas on the ground for no fucking reason. Because New Yorkers will reduce, reuse, recycle, but as soon as that umbrella breaks, they're like, I gotta go. Yes, I'm a mess now. Lost with my head down. I haven't heard from you in weeks You must have left town I can't go back now And all that I have now Are those feelings I felt Knowing that no one else can bring them back out And I've been trying To find a silver lining But I can't But I 
Kahukura Rainbow Fano. You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz via the accessmedia.nz app, Apple's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Lady H on your mic for your Frankie Friday. We love having you on board with Free FM. Yes, yes, and yes. That last bit there was someone like you, Joy Ola Dokin and Noah Khan. It's a nice little jam, eh? Hope you like that queer comedy, Oscar Aiden. That's QWERTY, L-O-L. Coming up on your show, we have... Authentic Voices of Pride, or Voices of Pride, Parenting LGBTQ Children. We have What's Hot and Happening for Your Coming Weekend. And next up, we've got Around the World. What is happening for our rainbow kahukura across international waters? Let's have a listen, looky-see. After that, we're going to go into a beat, A Line Without a Hook, Zan by Zan Vorth. And it is a non-binary cover. Kawaii. Uh, that's what's up next. Stay tuned. Okay, Fano, that is us around the world. First, we're going over to South Africa. 
thousands attend South Africa Pride March, despite a terror warning. So thousands of people gathered for the Pride March in South Africa's largest city, Johannesburg, last Saturday, despite a warning from the U.S., Embassy of a possible terror attack. The event took place under heavy security in the upmarket district of Santon. So apparently, the US um, identified it, that space as a potential target. So the authorities had assured the organisers it was safe, and you know, for them to carry on with the march, they returned after a two-year break. And that was because of coronavirus. The president, Cyril Rapafosa, called the warning as unfortunate and said it was causing panic in the country. We are always fighting for visibility and we are always in danger. So me hearing of a terrorist attack warning, it didn't even bother me, said Arnett Mulaiso, an LGBTQ activist. Either way, if I die, my family already rejected me anyway, so no one is going to miss me. The State Department spokesperson Ned Price on Friday raised security efforts in South Africa and Nigeria, where the states issued a separate security alert that led to the evacuation of families of U.S. government personnel. We deeply appreciate the efforts that they make to protect their interests and, in turn, our interest. Price reports. So South Africa has some of the most progressive laws in the world when it comes to LGBTQ rights. It was the first country in Africa to legalise gay marriage, but in practice, stigmas still persist. And yes, finally, there's still very much a lot of violence. Also attending the 33rd Pride March was a medical doctor who said uh, queer people are killed every single day. We still have a very long way to go. The law is there, but the practice and the mindset in our community hasn't changed. We're still working on that and hoping for a better future. So that's the real deal for South Africa, definitely. Going now over to Rome. So concerns that far-right government could try to justify homophobia or tamper with civil unions law. So holding a flag, Marco Maraz walked on stage at the start of a rally being held by Giorgia Maloney um, during her election campaign to confront her about gay rights. As security men moved to, to show him away, the student told the brothers of the um, Italy leader, now Italy's first female prime minister, he wanted to be able to get married and raise a family on his own. Maloney replied, you want a lot of things. Everyone wants things. You already have civil unions. Wow. So if gay people in Italy, a country that really ranks and reports as being amongst the worst in Western Europe for LGBTQ plus rights, and had already understood that the privileges so far gained were threadbare. So Milani made it explicitly clear they would not get any better under her government. Right, well, there we go. What's, what else is there really to say to this um around the world happening. Okay, let's go to another area of the world, Doha. So I'm not sure if you're following what's going on um, overseas in terms of the Football World Cup. So Peter Tatchell stopped in Qatar while staging LGBT 
Q plus rights protest. So incident outside the National Museum in Doha comes less than a month before the start of Men's Football World Cup. So a human rights campaigner, Peter Tatchell, was stopped by police in Qatar while staging a protest. So he was outside the National Museum um, and the Reuters reported that two uniformed police officers and three plainclothes officials arrived at the scene, taking possession of his placard and and photographing Titchell's um, passport and other papers and those of the men accompanying him. They said that police left after shaking hands with Tatchell, who remained on the sidewalk. Tatchell said he and a colleague, Simon Harris, who, who filmed the protest, were arrested and detained at the scene, but the Qatar government has denied it. So a veteran campaigner was holding a placard that read, Qatar arrests, jails and sub- subjects LGBT plus to conversion, hashtag Qatar anti-gay. So the Peter Tatchell Foundation said it was the first LGBT plus protest in Qatar or, or any Gulf state. The incident adds to mounting pressure on Qatar over its treatment of the LGBTQ plus community and migrant workers, as well as other human rights concerns. So Qatari law criminalizes both male and female homosexuality with sentences of one to three years for adults convicted of consensual gay or lesbian sex. So Tatchell actually spoke via Zoom and said he was arrested and detained on the roadside by Qatar authorities for about 49 minutes. He was only out there for about 35 protesting. So they um, noticed that his colleague was taking photographs and videos. They confiscated the phone, they deleted the photographs and videos, um, and then they took their passports and boarding passes. So they weren't allowed to leave and they weren't allowed to protest either. They weren't, so the police weren't abusive, they weren't threatening, but they did make it clear that they had to leave the country. So this is what's happening, whānau. A quick was over to Tokyo. So Tokyo issues long-awaited same-sex partnership certificates. So partnership certificates allow same-sex couples to be treated as a married couple in areas like housing, health and welfare. So Tokyo's metropolitan government began issuing partnership certificates to same-sex couples who live and work in the capital, a move that's been long-awaited in the country but still does not allow equal marriage. So a certificate but still not allowing it. So in actual fact, the status doesn't carry the same rights as marriage. It allows the rainbow partners to be treated as married couples for some public services, uh, housing, health and welfare. So in recent years, Japan has taken small steps towards embracing sexual diversity. More firms are now proclaiming support for same-sex marriage and gay characters feature in TV shows. So the community feel that Japanese people's level of understanding towards same-sex marriage is now high enough. All that's left is for policymakers to be serious about it and make actual changes. Going over to Ireland, Ireland is making transgender people a protective class in hate crimes law. So Irish lawmakers are set to make transgender people a protective class in the country, making it easier for anyone who targets them to be charged with hate crime. Yes, Ireland, we love you. And lastly, going over to Australia. So these boys have actually gotten together and released a video to protest against same-sex laws in Qatar. 
Um, so the Australian World Cup, a World Cup football team, have joined the protest from many other footballers from across the globe and released a video protest against Qatar's human rights record ahead of the 22 FIFA World Cup. Really, really cool. And I want to play that for you now. Through football, those of us have had the honour to represent our country, have had the opportunity to learn about the world and its people. In the quest to qualify for the pinnacle of the world's greatest game, the Socceroos have played on almost every continent. Throughout the Socceroos' journey from Cambodia in 1970, Hong Kong in 74, Scotland in 85, to Doha in 2022, we've seen the power of football and the impact it has on people. I was there in 2005 and I saw what the game and what the World Cup means to Australians. I saw how the Socceroos can provide us with a sense of what we can achieve and who we can be beyond our own shores. I was there in 2022 in Doha. Scoring that penalty was a proud moment, but I know it was all in service of a bigger cause helping Australian football succeed on the biggest stage. There are universal values that should define football. Values such as respect, dignity, trust, and courage. When we represent our nation, we aspire to embody these values. As PFA members, we understand the power of collective bargaining and the fundamental rights of all workers to form and join a union. Before players had won these rights, their careers in Australia were characterized by the absence of respect and dignity. It is for these reasons we must speak about the situation in Qatar. Over the last two years, we have been on a journey to understand and learn more about the situation in Qatar. We are not experts, but we have listened to groups such as Amnesty, FIFA, the Supreme Committee, the International Labour Organization, FIFPRO, and most importantly, the migrant workers of Qatar. We have learned that progress has been made both on paper and in practice. The kafala system has largely been dismantled, working conditions have improved, and a minimum wage has been established. Whilst the reforms established in Qatar are an important and welcome step, their implementation remains inconsistent and requires improvement. We have learned that the decision to host the World Cup in Qatar has resulted in the suffering and in the harm of countless of our fellow workers. These migrant workers who have suffered are not just numbers. Like the migrants that have shaped our country and our football, they possess the same courage and determination to build a better life. As players, we fully support the rights of the LGBTI plus people. But in Qatar, people are not free to love the person that they choose. Addressing these issues is not easy and we do not have all the answers. We stand with FIFPRO, the Building and Woodworkers International and the International Trade Union Confederation seeking to embed reforms and establish a lasting legacy in Qatar. This must include establishing a migrant resource centre, effective remedy for those who have been denied their rights, and the decriminalisation of all same-sex relationships. These are the basic rights that should be afforded to all and will ensure continued progress in Qatar. This is how we can ensure a legacy that goes well beyond the final whistle of the 2022 FIFA World Cup. One that football can truly be proud of. One that football can truly be proud of. One that football can be truly proud of. One that football can truly be proud of. One that football can truly be proud of. Stunning, eh, whānau? Yeah, so that's what's happening around the world in terms of our kahukura rainbow whānau. All right, whānau, we're going to go into a quick beat. A line without a hook is that by Zanworth, and that is a non-binary cover. Stay tuned. We'll be back with you soon. Do you like it when I'm away? People waiting her a body 
baby, was it lovely to say? I can feel all my bones coming back, and I'm craving motion. Mama never really learned how to live by herself. It's a curse, and it's growing. You're a pond, and I'm an ocean. Oh, all my emotions feel like explosions when you are around, and I found. A way to kill the sound. Oh, oh, baby, I am a wreck when I'm without you. I need you here to stay. I broke all my bones that day I found you. Crying at the lake was it something I said to make you feel like you're a burden? Oh, and if I could. Take it all back. I swear that I would pull you from the tide. No, I said no. I said no. Listen close. It's a no. The wind is a pounding on my back, and I found hope in a heart.
Know my heart and mind, know my hoki, my kahu kura rainbow whanau. You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free Feet Maddie 9.0, independent community media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz. Via accessmedia.nz app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Tuia Ngareo o te Haapuri, bringing together the voices of our community. That is Free FM's tagline, and Flat Out Pride absolutely supports that kaupapa kōrero. Yes, yes. Yes. We love having you on board, Fano. A big flat out shout out to New Zealand on air without you. Access radio stations like Free FM wouldn't be here. A big flat out shout out to Free FM without you. Flat out pride wouldn't be here. And last but not least, a big flat out shout out to you, you beautiful listener, you, that tunes in every Friday to hear what's hot and happening on your Friday show. Flat out. That last beat there was was a line without a hook by Zan Vorth, a non-binary cover. Cool, eh? Well, you know, what's coming up is we have what's hot and happening for your coming weekend around Aotearoa in terms of events. Next is Authentic Voices of Pride, LGBTQ plus nation, parenting LGBTQ children. We don't get to hear much of this kaupapa kōrero about our tamariki and, and raising them, so I thought, why not? Let's share this. After that, we've got a beat by Rena Sawayama called Hurricanes. Okay, that's us. Let's get into the... Any parent will tell you there's never a moment where you're like, well, we're good. We nailed that. Like, it's a constant process. My own baby, who's now almost 14, is queer and non-binary. There is, in this contemporary moment, uh, more acceptance and validation than perhaps we've ever seen before. But on the other hand, there is still a pervasive anti-LGBTQ ethos around us. The reason I think that more uh, Gen Z folks are, um, you know, coming out as LGBTQ is because they know that they're not alone. They know that there's people like them. When we're looking at the concerns of parents of LGBTQ kids, uh, they kind of are really diverse for some parents who are really struggling with their child's identity. So we still need to work on just that basic process of acceptance. My mom, she definitely knew that I was gay before I even knew I was gay. I remember crying because it just, it felt amazing to finally be able to be open with someone. We know that there are at least two million households in the United States that have at least one LGBTQ identified young person living there. There is language now available to uh, inhabit uh, that might be more truthful, might be more genuine to them that other generations did not necessarily have. I grew up in Preston Hollow in Texas where football is everything and jock things are everything. You know, when guys would say something gross, when they would use the F word or that's so gay. And I remember standing out and speaking out and always being told, you know, you're so sensitive. And for me, I grew up in a traditional southern household of the uh, alleged white picket fence upbringing. Nothing outside of that box was ever discussed. I remember when I was pregnant, you read all those books of what to expect, language that was different back then, but there was talks in there about having a transgender child or having an intersex child. So 
Drew and I talked about that. What if we did have an LGBTQ kid? Ever since a young age, I always gravitated towards feminine things, and I would always wear my mom's heels. I kind of just like knew from a young age that I was a girl, and I couldn't vocalize that, but my parents really helped me with that. It gave me the words to describe what I was feeling. We have a cisgender son that never asked questions or questions why they were made a certain way or why their bodies were made a certain way. By the time we caught up, we took her to a gender therapist at the age of five, which confirmed you know, what we had already suspected and knew because she was telling us who she was all the time. I'm an 80s baby, 90s kid. It wasn't hot to be gay back then. I had no role models, I had nobody to look up to, I had no allies, I had no friends. It was just me in my gayness, hiding it, being silent. I was married previously to my daughter and my son's father. So what she saw was a hetero marriage. Freshman year in my orientation class, there's a lady that is sitting in my history class and it was like I was starstruck and I was so confused because I didn't know what, like my stomach was bubbly and my heart was fluttering. So coming out to my mom, I don't know if she asked me or if I just said it to her, but she, along the lines of, yeah, I'm gay. You missing a part because I had an attitude. Okay, so she, she was upset because she was one of the last people to know. That but I part. Feel like the people that are most influential to you, like my mom and my dad, I did not tell, I think I told my dad like an extra two years later. I just, I don't know why I was scared that she would not accept me or feel like she would love me any different. There's two sides of me. So one, I am that parent, but I also am someone's child too. My father doesn't like my lifestyle. The feeling of that of rejection and pain and hurt and not being accepted is terrible by, you know, from your own blood. Birdie's always just been so uniquely themselves. Birdie came out when they were 10. It was really sweet because Birdie said, there's a word that I am, I know what the word is. And I was like, oh my gosh, you have a word? That's so great, what's the word? And Birdie said, gay. And I was like, well, that's a great word. I love it. They felt like a big relief from it. And then Birdie's like identity as non-binary, they, them pronouns. That came a couple years later. They said, you know, I really feel like this and I'm non-binary and I would like my pronouns to be they, them. And I'm like, okay, that sounds great. And I have to say like, I just was less aware of non-binary what exactly it meant. The pronoun thing was tricky. And I think that the, the moment of growth for me was, was the self-education. Like I wasn't asking my 12 year old to educate me why, because also Birdie made it very clear that's not their job, so. And I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like I gotta figure this out on my own. The current climate is simultaneously one of heightened visibility, which means heightened representation, but also with that heightened visibility comes a heightened backlash to that visibility and the people living those lives. I will always remember my first mistake. When I wanted to wear my favorite dress to school, um, she was kind of hesitant because she knows how some kids can be. We were getting ready, you know, for kindergartens, and I knew that the time was coming, but I thought, oh, 
okay, this is really here, just made me really scared. And I asked her, you know, what if people make fun of you? And I saw her mind shift and she said, you know what, I don't think I'm gonna wear that on the first day. And so I never ended up wearing the dress, but that's when they kind of realized like, okay, this isn't really a phase, this is the real deal. Once I came out as trans over the summer to, you know, the school and stuff like that, there was this one girl, she would tell me that I was disgusting every day and she would tell me that her big brother was gonna beat me up. And so it, it just went really downhill really quickly. When I moved from Texas to Arizona, I kind of used that as an opportunity to be stealth in school. And the reason I did that is because of the bullying that I endured in Texas. We have a rule that we have to tell the parents and the family that I'm trans before uh, sleeping over. And when I told uh, the girl and her mom, I told the girl, you know, you have to keep the secret. Like, you cannot tell anybody. And she went behind my back and told a couple people. It terrifies me to think about the teenage years. Not just the typical things that come with it, driving, but to have a transgender daughter who has been public and out there is scary. The challenges of parenting a child that is out. She's so fearless in who she is. And I love that about her. But the old school in me is like, well, wait a minute. Not everybody's gonna accept you. And there are people out there trying to harm you. Another part of it is also just ancestry. Like me being a black woman, I feel like if this is what I'm going to do and if this is how I wanna live, I want to be the face in the forefront of everyone so they definitely feel okay. Why do we think that Gen Z is the queerest generation so far? We, we always need to remember, it's not that suddenly there are more queer people out there and more people identifying as LGBTQ. It's just that we are at a point in time where more people have access to the language, the resources, the understanding of this conversation than ever before. So you can be scrolling social media and you see a video of a kid uh, sitting their parents down and telling them that they're gay. And then those parents saying, that's okay, we still love you. I think is really particularly new. If we look at statistics, we also also know that a significant portion of homeless youth are LGBTQ identified and that is because their families are not supportive of them. So there still is, even this year in 2022, a lot of risk associated with this. It's not an easy conversation for everyone and in some cases it's a really dangerous conversation. What we do is we interview trans youth and give them a platform to share their experience being trans during these very challenging times. Hi guys, welcome to Kind Sky Talk Politics, a trans kid production. I'm Chris Shapley, my pronouns are her, she like the candy bar. How can you act as a refuge and solace for people when they're feeling vulnerable? I think if you can commit to, in a really steadfast and intentional way, commit to proliferating trans and queer life and livability, I think doing the small things that you can do uh, to affirm people's lives, I think is quite, quite important. Communicate, first and foremost. Make sure that, that your kiddo, their kiddo, knows that you're accepting. Find a support group. PFLAG was founded almost 50 years ago by the mom of a gay man, her name was Jean Manford, who recognized that her son's life had a lot of challenges in it simply because of the fact that he identified as gay. We have almost 400 chapters around the country that carry out our mission of support, education, and advocacy to help families stay healthy and together when people are coming out. 
find out what the policies in the school district where your child is going to school are regarding um, safety, regarding bullying, regarding non-discrimination. If those policies are not inclusive and enumerated, and that means identifying sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression, you can become an advocate to change those policies. Birdie's gotten really mad at me before for misgendering them or misgendering a friend of theirs. All I can ever do, and like this is, I guess this is like the biggest advice I could say to a parent. Don't be defensive, just own it. Just say that the truth, which is that you're gonna do better. I would say, before your child, before you knew your child was gay, right? You loved them. I get it, I understand that it's scary for both of us. Right? You have to navigate it together because this is something new. So to those parents, I would say, just one, take yourself out of it. Your feeling of, oh, what did I do wrong? And, and maybe I failed as a parent. And why is my kid like this? And my kid is different. It's not about you. You have to actively talk to people about and change hearts and minds or whatever. Like you have to really continually have conversations with people about how we all deserve to like live the life we want to live and raise our kids, keep them alive <laughs> and raise them to be the best versions of themselves that they can be. I'm proud of my daughter. I love my daughter. And to watch her grow into the young lady that she is now is amazing. My parents have always been my biggest supporters and I'm really lucky to have parents that will always love me unconditionally no matter what. Skylar is funny, she's sassy, she's tenacious, tenacious as dad said. She's smart, she's kind. We are proud of our transgender daughter because of who she is. Stunning voices of pride, y'all. It's going to a beat, Rena Sawayama Hurricanes. Stay tuned. Feel the same Doing yoga Just to feel Untethered But my mind keeps Running away Chasing hurricanes Cause I can feel the rain Second guess my pain Cause I've been walking around
Welcome back, Kahukura Rainbow Fana. You are tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free Fee 99.0 Independent Community Media. Tuia Ngareo Oteha Puri, bringing together the voices of our community. And that is the voices of our Glitfab community, or Fana. That last beat there was by Rina Sawayama, and the song was called Hurricanes. So, all our artists here on the show tonight. Uh, have or are do identify as part of our Kahukura Rainbow Fun. So that's why I chose those bits. Alright, hope you enjoyed that Authentic Voices of Pride, compliments of LGBTQ Nation, parenting LGBTQ children. Um, and um, Busy Phillips was uh, leading that, that Kaupapa Kōrero. Really interesting stuff, eh, Fano. I I love actually hearing that. Um, all those voices that don't get to be heard uh, that often, and that's uh, sometimes our tamariki. So, kapai, we're going to go now into what's hot and happening for your coming weekend pretty quickly, because I am running out of time bringing you all this goodness. So, what's hot and happening? So, at a quick glance, whānau, this weekend, Friday to Sunday, hui takatāpui at Mātātua Marae, and this is based in Auckland, 17 Killington Crescent, Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. Get your tickets from eventbrite.co.nz. I'm so jealous I want to be there, yet I have lots of mahi study to do. Gumbu Gala at Albert Drive in Taumutu. That's today. Street view food at Point Chev in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. Friday skate night at the official Hamilton Inline Hockey Club here in H-Town. Elsewhere at the Fizzroy Lounge. So that is a group. The 61 Mac- McKelvey Street. There we go, in Auckland. And it's open to the public. For your Saturday, Devonport Spring Market is at the uh, Ferry Terminal, Hamilton Gypsy Fair at Claudelands Park, Halloween in the City and Garden Place. There's also movies in Garden Place. Gindulgence in Abbeville Estate in Auckland. Wind Down with George FM Summer Series that is at the Hunting Lodge Winery and Restaurant. Boone Street Art Tours in Garden Place in for your sad day, a record fair at Ngaio Town Hall, Lime Scavenger Hunt, Garden Place Hamilton, Piper Blaster has a one night only show at the Voodoo Lounge NZ, that's still for your Saturday, that's 315 Manganui Road at the Mount, get your tickets from TicketFerry.com. Serve Drag Show of Fashion is happening at 28 Allen Street in Te Arawellywood, that's the Fringe Bar Fano. Dance or diecabaret.com is where you get your tickets from Fano. Uh, Rumbus is, is the is playing and they're at the after party album tour at the mothership. Sunday is a family fun day at Hamilton Gardens. The book club for our uh, hosted by our Waikato Queer Woman um, Waikato Queer Woman Beyond the Binary Group. At Navarra Lounge Basement, 266 of Victoria Street in Hamilton. Gourmet in the Gardens kick open. So that's the opening night this coming Sunday. It's Hamilton Gardens there. Rainbow Lounge has Query Oki at Navarra Lounge. Again, at this on your Sunday at Basement, 266 Victoria Street. 
uh, Dope This Sunday Comedy, November the 6th at the Fringe Bar. And I believe that is in Wallywood. Get your tickets from kiwiticket.co.nz. Monday has the community drop-in night at Rainbow Hub Waikato. That is on Bryce Street in Hamilton. Or you get live views of the total lunar eclipse online if you're interested in that. Wednesday the 9th, Queer and Crafty Waikato at Hamilton, uh, in Hamilton at Rainbow Hub Waikato. HBS Thursday Night Blues is happening at Biddy Mulligan's in H-Town. And that is what's hot and happening for your coming weekend. Sorry, whanau, I had to do that at a glance because I'm running out of time. Straight up. We have to wrap up for you a beat, Tove Low. No one dies from love. That is all we have time for in terms of the show, Farno. Until next week, have a fabulous weekend. Have a great time, Farno, out there at Hui Takatapui, Tinopu Hai Hai Takunga Haukita Haire. Anyway, it is what it is. Mako Oti Painga Mahi before I can pick up another kaupapa. Love, light, and laughter out to y'all. Remember, Farno, condoms and lube are your safest form of protection. Be safe on the streets and in the sheets. Matewa Atira Wiki. Hekuna. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand on air.